Good evening, and welcome to the Braille Institute Lecture Series. Tonight, we're going to talk about the development of color vision among infants. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and I'm one of the board members of Airs LA, the Audio Internet Reading Service of Los Angeles. Well, when we think about vision, we often could understand that many adults and many children, for that matter, may have blurred vision that cannot be corrected with glasses. But there are also other children who have many other types of vision problems. Some may have tunnel vision, where they do not have any peripheral vision, which hinders their ability to crawl or to walk because they continue to bump into objects. We also have children who have constant double vision because the alignment of their eyes is not straight. We also see some children who are extremely sensitive to the direct sunlight, and they literally have to squint their eyes every time that they go outdoors. But one thing that we don't talk about and we don't think about is color vision. Now, color vision is the ability of the brain to identify and perceive different colors. The concept of color vision, it is very, very complex in that it involves the eyes, also the nerve that sends information from the eyes to the brain, and the visual cortex in the back of the brain. Now, the way that color vision actually takes place is that light from whatever object is around the child will enter the pupil of the eye. And the pupil is the black circle right in the very center of your eye. The light will then enter the eye, and it will then focus on the inside tissue of the eyeball. And that inside tissue is called the retina. Now the retina is really a fascinating tissue because it is literally made up of millions and millions of cells. Now in the very, very center of the eye, similar to the bullseye of a dartboard, the center is made up of cone cells, and these cone cells have the ability to see colors, and they have the ability to see small, fine details. So that very central region of the retina is what allows a child to identify mom or dad's face, and it allows the child to see all the colors of the toys and other objects that are around. Now, the area that surrounds the bullseye of the retina there is called the peripheral retina. The peripheral retina is made up of rod cells, and these cells cannot see colors, but they are responsible 
for giving us the ability to see under dim illumination when we are driving at night in the mountains we use our rod cells in the peripheral retina to help us to orientate where it is that we're at so it's very very well organized the retina in that if we want to identify something we look right at it with our central vision and when we then want to use our peripheral vision we do not have to move our eyes all over the place we could keep our eyes straight ahead and the rod cells could see things that are above us below us to the right and to the left now there are certain cases where children will be born and they will have damage to the cone cells in the center of the retina many times these types of birth abnormalities are genetically related in other words if there is a mother or a father who has a problem with color vision that is usually going to be inherited by the child and what we find is that as many as 1 out of every 12 people will have a color vision problem in some cases the color vision problem is mild or maybe they cannot see the color red very well or maybe they have a different type of color vision problem where they do not see the color green very well but we also can have situations where a child may have a severe color vision problem and this is where they do not see any colors whatsoever they are totally color blind So these children who do have either the partial color vision loss or the total color vision loss really go through a lot of difficulties as they are developing in life and later on in life. We often don't realize how much we rely on our color vision to identify certain things. And because we can see the color of it we often don't have to study it we know that if it is something that is green and it's over there near the golf course it's probably the putting green so tonight we're going to talk more in depth about different aspects of color vision normal color vision yet they will see things better if things are in black and white and this is why we recommend for the first 6 months of life that parents will use black and white toys black and white contrasts decorate the room in black and white because the black and white will stimulate the brain and it will allow the vision cells of the brain to grow and to develop maximally what we know though is that as time goes on and children then become 
exposed to seeing the grass outside, or they see the blue sky, and they see the gray clouds, and they see all of these different colors, the brain then becomes very, very capable of seeing these different colors. And by about two years of age, a child will have the ability to see all colors. And they also learn to name these colors. However, there are some situations in which a child will not have normal color vision. What we know is that about one out of every 12 boys will have a color vision impairment. And you notice that I said the word color vision impairment. What a color vision impairment means is that that boy may have difficulty seeing some colors. But that boy will be able to see other colors very, very well. And on the other hand, when we look at girls, we find that the number of girls who have color impairment is much, much less. It is going to be less than one out of every hundred may have some type of a color vision impairment. So we first ask that question, why is it that the boys, what's going on with the boys that causes them to have color vision problems? And what we know, the number one cause of color vision impairment among boys is that it is inherited. It is genetically inherited. So it usually is the case that if mom and dad, they then are going to have a child, and if the father has a color vision problem, he is going to then transmit a weak color gene to the child. And it happens to be that if it is a boy, then that boy has a higher chance of having a color vision problem. Now, we also see that there are situations in which a child may be born and there could be complications or there might be some problems with the child's eye at birth. Many of you might have heard of what is called a cataract. You know, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you see the black hole in the center of your eye, that hole is how light gets into the eye in order to see. But there are many children when you look inside the pupil, the black hole of their eye, you may notice 
that it's really not black. It might be a yellow, yellowish or golden looking. In some cases, it may even be brown. And it might affect one eye or it could affect both eyes. And that is called a cataract. And that is when the lens that is inside the eye that helps us to focus at different distances, it becomes discolored. And when there is a cataract like that, it is going to affect that child's ability to see colors. In fact, almost all the colors are going to look a little bit different. But if a child's cataract is very yellow, for example, the yellow cataract will absorb the blue light coming in, and as a result, the child will not be able to see blue toys. Or if you're serving the child food on a blue plate, the child will be able to see the plate, but it might look like a, a dark gray or maybe even black. It won't look blue. So when a child has a cataract, this is something that can be removed. The ophthalmologists, who are eye surgeons, they can very quickly and easily remove that cataract lens. And then what they'll do is that they can put in an artificial clear lens. And when that clear lens goes into the eye, suddenly that child is going to be able to see the color blue like he or she has never seen blue before. So the cataract is one cause of the color vision problems. Now, another problem is that some children may have disease to the cone cells of the eye. These particular diseases might be something that are inherited or maybe that there's other family members that have these kinds of eye problems to the cone cells. Other times, it might be that a child has fallen. And when they fall and they hit their eye, it may damage the cone cells. And there's other types of eye diseases that are somewhat rare, but they can occur in children, and it can affect their color vision. Now, what we know is that color vision problems do not necessarily mean that the child has blurry vision. A child might have very, very clear vision, but they just don't see the colors properly. They might look faded, or they just don't have that brightness. And so when we see children who do have these kinds of color vision problems, it's very, very important that we evaluate 
we want to measure how clearly is this child seen. Does this child need glasses to help him or her to see more clearly? Maybe we need to do contact lenses to help him or her to see more clearly. And it's very, very important that as soon as possible, we get these kids to see as clearly as possible. Because if we don't, then the brain cells do not get stimulated and the brain cells don't develop. So you may have heard of a condition called lazy eye. The medical term is called amblyopia, A-M-B-L-Y-O-P-I-A. But amblyopia is a condition in which a child does not see clearly, and the reason for it is because early on in life, this child wasn't seen clearly, and the child was never prescribed glasses. So this is why it's very important that newborn children, during the first six months of life, they do need to have a vision check. So we could check for these color vision problems. We can check to see if the child is seen clearly or not. And there are some cases in which the child cannot see colors at all, and that is called color blindness. But the number of children who have complete color blindness, that is actually very, very, very rare. Now, if a child does have color blindness, there is no medical treatment that we can actually perform or there are no medications that we give that child to produce normal color vision. But we do, as doctors, have many things that we can do to help the child to be able to see colors better. So it is much better to be able to see the colors somewhat rather than to be color blind. And the way that we do that, it's very interesting that we do have contact lenses and we often will fit the child with one colored contact lens over one eye and the other eye, we do not give them a colored contact lens. It may be a clear lens if they need a prescription. Or if they don't need a prescription, we won't give them any contact lens on that other eye. But when we have this combination of a tinted lens over one eye and a clear lens over the other, it helps the child to be able to see colors. We also could do the same sort of thing with glasses. If the child seems to have difficulty with wearing a contact lens, 
we could do the same thing with glasses and help them to develop the sense and the perception of color. Now, one of the things that we emphasize to parents is to not go crazy and buy all these toys with all these different colors early on. Early on in life, especially the first six months of life, we really want to use a lot of black and white. And the black and white stimulates the visual cells of the brain. After six months, we're then going to recommend that you introduce one color. And we would introduce something such as red. And red is something that is very, very bright, and children are attracted to the color red. And as a child then gets older, we are then going to introduce green. So we now have red and green and black and white. So the red and the green are going to stimulate those cone cells. And then eventually we're going to introduce the color blue and yellow. And the blue and yellow will stimulate a different cone cell. So it really is very, very simple how we go ahead and implement that type of treatment. And we don't want to go too fast. We want to make certain that we are giving the eyes the time for the cells to grow. And then we're going to stimulate those cells individually with one color at a time. So as the kids get to become a bit older, you know, they're over a year, you can then begin to use toys that have primary colors. We would say just use the very basic, red, green, blue, and yellow. You don't have to buy the thousand set Lego blocks that have all those different colors. Let's just use the primary colors. And let's play games. We want you to use those blocks. And let's let your child try to find the same block that you just put down and match the picture. Maybe you have used a red square and a green triangle, and that makes a house. Well, we want your child to look through all those blocks to try to find a red square. And let's help him to place that red square right on top of the one that you made. Now let's let him find the green triangle. And then you can help him to place it right on top. 
And so this does many things. It helps the child to identify colors. It gives the child the understanding of what it means to replicate something. And you could use your language so that the child begins to understand this is red and this is green. And again, we do not want you to go so fast. It might be for one whole month we're going to just use those two colors. Now, the significance of this, this really is very, very important because of the fact that educators, teachers, toy makers, video game makers, they all use colors in everything that they are showing your child. And they have not considered the fact that there are so many children and adults who do have weak color vision. I can't stand it now. I see some of these games that my nephews and nieces are playing on the computer. And on the computer screen, they will have a purple circle on the top left. And below it, there's a blue circle. And below that, there's a green circle. And it goes all the way down the line. And when a child is going to select the right answer, they want the child to select the right answer based on if it is the right color. Well, what if your child has a color vision deficiency? What if your child can't really see the difference between purple and black? What if your child can't see the difference between orange and pink? What if your child can't see the difference between white or yellow? They're going to get all these answers wrong in this video game. And then they're going to think that they're not very smart. Oh, Mom, I'm stupid. I, I can't beat this game. I, I keep trying and I keep getting it wrong. I, I can't get to the next level. I don't want to play anymore. You know, and then if you as a parent, then you watch your child. And you're going to say, wait a minute. You're getting it right, but it's the color. And you could tell your child, you are smart. You're getting all of this right. It's just that you're not matching the colors right. And the reason you're not matching the colors right is because your color vision is like daddy's and grandpa's is like that and all your uncle's color vision is like that and you will then see a big change 
where you will see a smile on your child's face. Because they then realize that they're not dumb. They were making these mistakes just because of a color problem. So if you have certain types of computer and video games that are using all of these colors, you really want to not use those. You don't want to use those types of games until your child is older. And if you have games at home for your child to play with, maybe you're going to modify those games. Let's say that they do have different colored chips that are like poker chips. And maybe it is where the purple poker chip looks very similar to the blue poker chip. But what we could then do is, why don't we do this then? Let's go buy some stickers. Let's buy some of those star stickers, you know? And let's just put those on every purple chip. So now your child is not going to be trying to match color for color, but he will see that he needs a chip that has a star on it. And then on the blue chip, we could put a round sticker on there. You know how the Office Depot and Target they sell all of those office supplies, and they're called Avery stickers, all different shapes. Well, on the blue poker chips, let's put a, a circle on there. And now we got the green poker chip. Why don't we do this? Why don't we just use a Sharpie? And let's put a big cross on the green chip. And we could go on and we could differentiate every one of those other chips with another sticker or another symbol, something that you made. And now when your child is playing that particular game, she's able to succeed because... The color vision isn't limiting her success. And then we want to go ahead and modify some of the other things that they're doing. You know, you should introduce coloring books to your kids. But sometimes they may not really know what color is the appropriate color to use. So in the area of the sky, you could go ahead and make a symbol on the sky. Maybe you're going to draw circles. And then on the blue crayon, you're going to put some tape on there and put a circle. 
now the child sees, oh, the sky's got all these circles, so, oh, here's the crayon with a circle. I'm going to use this to color the sky. Oh, now there's a car in this picture here. And maybe here you're going to put stars on the car. And then the child's going to look for the crayon. Which crayon has a star on it? Oh, the red one here. It's got a piece of tape with a star on it. And then they're going to color the car red. And so do you see, by using this type of a strategy, which doesn't take much time, your child's going to be so much more successful when they're doing art. And when they are successful with it, and people say, wow, this is gorgeous, this is beautiful. Oh, the child loves it. They might come home and tell you, I want to become an artist one day. But if you don't give them that extra guidance, and they're coloring the sky orange, and the car is a very ugly, awkward color, sometimes the teachers don't understand what's going on, and they will call you. And they will ask you to take your child to see a psychologist because they think that there is something mentally wrong with your child. Why is he painting and coloring everything? These colors don't make sense. These are not the colors that anybody would color this drawing with. And as a parent... You're just going to do what the teacher says, and you're all stressed out, and your husband comes home. you got to tell your husband what's going on, and he has to take off of work, and you have to take off of work. And you go to this appointment, and it'll be such a terrible, terrible experience. And all of this could have been avoided if the teacher's And the educators kept in mind the fact that color vision weaknesses are very common in children. And they're also very common in adults. And the kids who do have these types of color vision problems, when we intervene earlier, these kids can become very, very, very successful. The color vision problem, it won't prevent them from becoming a lawyer. It won't prevent them from becoming a doctor. It won't prevent them from playing professional baseball. The kids can learn to achieve even if they do have a color vision problem. So does anybody have any questions about anything like this or Do you have any family members with color vision problems that you could relate to what I'm saying here? Does anyone have a question? 
Dr. Bill, I actually just have a comment. It's Patty. <clears throat> Hi, Patty. How are you? Hi, Thank you. Good. Good. So it, it's funny you mentioned about males and colorblindness and not always being all the, the spectrum of the colors. Sometimes it's just some of them. Because this weekend, this past weekend, uh, my husband was helping his um, his dad work on a, a vehicle, an old truck, and he was saying that his friend who was helping him before, couldn't help him anymore because when he would tell him, well, keep an eye on this color wire as I'm cool, so, you know, just different things. Oh. And his friend, he didn't know his friend was colorblind. His friend didn't say anything until, like, hey, aren't you keeping an eye? And, his, <laughs> and, he, and his friend was embarrassed. He's like, you know, I'm embarrassed to tell you that, but I don't know which one is the brown wire. It looks oh. like all the other wires. Right. right. And so... <laughs> His friend had to explain to him that he has an issue with the color brown. Yes. (laughs) And, and, you know, and this is an older gentleman, and he was embarrassed to say anything. So it's just kind of funny what you, you know, you're you're connecting all the dots for me. (laughs) It it is so true. And, And when people, just in general, I would say, when people have any kind of a difficulty, Maybe they cannot hear very well. They never admit that they do. My mother, okay, my mother is 87 years old, and she's really in good health, and she lives at a retirement uh, apartment complex, and she just loves it with all these other folks and such. And then I received a call from one of the nurses and said, you know, I think that uh, we really need to make an appointment for your mom because she really isn't hearing everything properly. So I call her up and I said, hey, mom, hey, we're going to go get an appointment and have your hearing tested. And she says, my hearing? Why Why do I need my hearing tested? I could hear you perfectly fine. I said, well, you know, your phone is a special phone, and I'm talking very loud. And the nurse told me that you're not hearing things properly. And she says, gosh, that is so embarrassing. I I didn't think anybody would notice that I couldn't hear, but this has been going on for many, many years. But uh, just like the man with a color vision problem, they don't want to tell people. And the the sad thing about this is that there are so many things that could be done to make it easier. So getting back to the color vision, maybe it is your grandmother who loves to sew, but she's not really getting the color of the thread to match properly. And you say, you know, Grandma's color vision isn't correct. Well, in many older people's apartments, or like if you're working under the hood in a car, it's dark. They don't have the best lighting. And if you use a little desk lamp, you could increase the lighting to such degree that for many people with color vision weakness, they are then able to see it just because you have more lighting. So, you know, your 
your grandfather's friend, we got to tell him about lighting because it could make things a whole lot easier for him. Okay, you do that. <laughs> okay, Dr. Bill, I will. Thank you, Patty. Does anybody else have any other questions, or does this help you to understand why is it that men have difficulty dressing themselves or matching their clothes, and they always ask their wife to do it for them? Because us men, we often don't see the colors properly. That is why we're often not matching. <laughs> okay. Are there any other questions about color vision or anything just in general? Okay. Well, I want to thank all of you for being on the call this evening. And please, if you have others who want to learn more about color vision, please direct them to the Braille Institute website or the Airs LA website at www.airsla.org. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next month.